Welcome to Jumping the String Podcast. Jumping the String Podcast. Dedicated to the wildlands and the wild places we love. Based in western Montana, Jumping the String brings you the best hunting and fishing of the backcountry. Welcome back to Jumping the String Podcast. So I have a little special episode today. Starting a new biolitics session or portion of the podcast. Uh, The word's been around for a little bit, basically combining biology and politics into the um, sometimes disaster that you have today all across the North American model. So with that being said, I'm going to make this as quick as I can, somewhat time sensitive, and I want to get this out today. Today in Montana, the Montana Fish and Wildlife Commission held a uh, session. It was quite the long session, 10 and a half, or sorry, about 10 hours, uh, 10 hour long session or so. So quite a long session, and it was a long day for those of us that, the real ones that stood there to the end, so shout out to you guys. So uh, just to do this quickly, for those of you in Montana or anyone that's following here, uh, Fish and Game Commission wanted to make some changes, some kind of crazy changes to several of the trophy elk units out here in central and eastern Montana. With that, they wanted to, uh, just to quickly sum it up, they wanted to give or make, make is a better word, They wanted to make the private land areas a general unit tag area, but you still would have to have a limited entry draw for public land. Obviously, that was not received well. Montana hunters and anglers came out strong. Lots of opposition prior to the meeting. And last night at the 11th hour, they pulled that from their proposals. So... That was the main thing everyone showed up for. Had lots of good comments from Montana hunters across all seven regions. And many good comments from different wildlife associations and hunting and fishing associations across the state. So good on you guys. So just to come back a little bit on that. This was this is just a proposal session. So um, there was public comment made. And then there will be public comment in the future. So after today... Go to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website, and you could submit any comments about the proposals that are moving forward. Some were shut down, and some were not even brought to the table, just like this this, um, bull permit disaster. So if you were worried about something, go to Montana Fish and Wildlife uh, website and check the newest update something you were concerned about might not even have been brought to the table. So I'm going to cover a couple things here that I noted. I didn't I didn't take notes on everything. I was working the whole day. Um, hindsight 2020. Next time we do this, I'm just going to take the day off to make sure that I can go to Helena and sit in and make comments myself. So one thing to note, one of the more important things is the boundary changes all across the state. Some uh, fishing games looking to change a lot of boundaries across all regions, it looks like. Some kind of make sense, some kind of don't. 
My thoughts on it are, I think these boundaries have been set for the last 40 years. We have lots of data on it. We're able to monitor and keep track of wildlife um, pretty successfully this way. While I'm not totally opposed to boundary changes, we need more than just, you know, a six-month or eight-month, you know, look at it. This this is going to take a couple years if we want to look at boundary changes. So I know personally one of my elk hunting areas would get moved by this. You know, they make a good point about ecosystems and some of the social things, but, you know, we just need to make sure that we're making sound biological decisions, what doing what's best for the wildlife. And I think that any boundary changes would need to go through a longer approval process and a longer look. So that's my take on that. I'm not going to go through all the boundaries. There's quite a few of them. So again, just go to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website, and you can look at the deer and elk boundary changes. Another thing they're looking to do is increase some permits by up to 50%. Uh, for example, 417 and the brakes, they're looking at instead of 225 tags, doing 340, um, a couple of the other 400 units. They're looking to increase permits up to 50%. Well, I'm not totally opposed to this. Um, that's quite a jump. Maybe we need to we need to look at 20 or 25% first. And the only other issue is that they are either sex tags. So um, we should probably specify that out as to uh, bulls or cows. Next up, so they're looking to do a three-week general season for unlimited entry mule deer unit tags. What that means is if you have an unlimited tag, typically you can put in for it and you would get it. You're then limited to that area for hunting mule deer. They're looking to get rid of that, move to just a three-week general season for mule deer. My thoughts on it, you know, I haven't I haven't fully decided how I feel about this. Both both models kind of make sense to me. What really we need to figure out is if this three-week general season is going to hammer these mule, mule deer too hard to the point where we can put um, a dent on them too bad. I need to do some more research, figure things out. You know, that unlimited mule deer permit, it does kind of suck when you put in for it. You can't hunt mule deer anywhere else. So I have put in for uh, one particular unit past couple of years this year I didn't just for that reason I couldn't hunt another mule deer spot I wanted to do my only other thing we need to do with that is it would also need to be a three-week archery season so they didn't specify they just said general but they really need to make it a three-week archery season then as well next on the agenda and again I might have missed something so if you feel like chatting about it just email me at jumpingthestring at gmail.com we can discuss it further but next up is the mandatory bear check-in. So currently you have to check in all black bears. And they're looking to make a change in that. Meaning you wouldn't have to do it. You would just have to, if I'm understanding it correctly, you wouldn't have to check it in at a fish and wildlife office. You just have to send them a tooth. My thoughts on this, uh, I would oppose that measure. I think we need that mandatory bear check-in. It's vital to seeing... How many sows are being harvested? I think we're going to get a lot of broken teeth if we have hunters do it. Nothing against hunters. Just leave it to the professionals. I've tried to pull teeth before. It kind of sucks. You got to get the root. 
I'm not very good at it. So let's just let the professionals do it. One other thing mentioned would be moving the general season one week later. It was discussed. They didn't make a proposal on it. There was several comments, obviously, against this measure. Um, I would have to agree with those commenters. Moving the general season further out would just... Um, it would it would intermingle other hunting seasons too much, such as mountain lion. You know, a lot of the wildlife management areas close December first, so you'd be losing a week of hunting on those areas. One gentleman made a good point: hunting the backcountry wilderness areas. A lot of those elk are starting to move out, and they might miss that opportunity to hunt them if we started a week later. All good points in my opinion. Again, it, I don't think they actually made a proposal, but if it is on their minds, we just need to keep an eye on it. Make sure nobody slips it in when we're sleeping. Continuing on with bears. This year, the legislature, state legislature, voted to allow hound hunting for black bears. No matter what anyone's feeling is on this, it is state law. It appears they've left the management to fish and wildlife as they should. So there's some contention about how they're going to do hound hunting in grizzly country. One of the fish and wildlife people brought up a good point that in the Endangered Species Act, they consider uh, what they define as take. And take not only means killing or harvesting, it would mean chasing, stalking, moving them around, harassing them, um, which would obviously, hound hunting would fall under that. Several hound hunters commented, so good on those guys for bringing up good points. You know, they've been hound hunting for sometimes three, four decades. They seem pretty confident that there's not going to be any issues with the Endangered Species Act. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. With bears again, there was some discussion about changing the bear management units, BMUs, to the... There was also talk about changing the bear management units, BMUs, to the deer and elk boundaries. It would simplify things a little bit, just overall make it easier to talk about things. I would be uh, in support of this. We just need to make sure that we're not going to drop off any, any units, any sound biology by moving these boundaries. So we just need to take a better look at it. But overall, I think that'll be a positive. The tri-states, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, are going to reconvene for the MOA, the Grizzly MOA. Wyoming approached Montana, want to take another shot at delisting Grizzlies. So they're going to be reconvening and making a decision on that. Overall, here at Jumping the String, we support delisting of the Grizzly. No matter what your thoughts are on it. We met the management goals 20 years ago. So just imagine that. Imagine reaching a goal when 9-11 happened, and then today we still haven't made any changes. It's crazy to me. Grizzlies are healthy. They have no fear of humans. We need to delist them and manage, manage them at the state level. Obviously, an activist group opposed this, said they're going to sue as well. Uh, also, the Blackfeet tribe did make a comment. And they are not going to oppose any state measures to delist the Grizzlies. So that's good. Good on the Blackfeet tribe. And last thing of note, 
Um, kind of interesting here. Uh, I believe it was Flathead Wildlife. Um, I think they're an association. Mon or Montana Flathead. I think it's just uh, Flathead Wildlife. They brought, they requested a measure a couple months back to allow air rifles for fall turkey and for grouse seasons. For me, this is a no-brainer. Air rifles, most of them are more than lethal enough for turkeys and grouse. I believe Flathead Wildlife proposed .177 caliber pellet, 1,200 feet per second or higher, or a 22 caliber slug at 900-something feet per second. Both plenty lethal for turkey or grouse, so it's kind of a no-brainer. You can use rifles for turkey and grouse in the fall 22s. You could shoot them with a, with a 30, 30 cal rifle if you wanted to. So air rifles just makes makes sense. That's all I got for you today. Sorry if I missed anything else important. Just tried to rattle this off real quick. So please go to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks website. Make your comments. Please look at everything that they discussed. It's very important. And it appears that the commission, you know, is listening or at the very least is concerned, you know, about the consequences if they don't listen to their taxpaying residents. So thank you very much for listening to Jumping the String. Check us out on Instagram at Jumping the String. Send me an email, jumpingthestring at gmail.com. And let's chat about some of these new proposals. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to Jumping the String Podcast. Check back soon for new episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.